This is a Good Time Charlie production. On your marks, get set. British have a full understanding of what spooky is. <laughs> but I don't know. But then, like, I really like Shaun of the Dead. I don't Wasn't know. Can't more, it. like, comedy? Yeah. I, I ain't never really seen it. Uh, you, it you, you, it's kind of drama, too, because uh, when he had to mark out his mom. Yeah. Know. That's real fucked up. Anyway, uh, welcome back to The Tent. This is Crimpa TCA. It's a great British Bake Off podcast. It's hosted by me, the Internet Stereo 713. Joined as always by the homegirl, Nick Jew. Sandro in this eyeliner. Yes, God. Yes, God. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and big baby, Anthony's aunt. What's good, man? Um, I'm doing pretty good. Um, ready to, to uh, spread some truffle on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Truffle's so whack. I'm just in all ways, shapes, and form. It's never good. I feel like we've been lied to the whole time. Kind of stinky. Everything about us bad. Uh, it's Halloween week, the first ever Halloween week. It just worked out timing wise that they got to uh, make this happen. I'm like, okay, I, I'm down for some tricks and treats. So let's get with it. Uh, our remaining bakers are Abdul, Dawn, Anoush, Kevin, Maxi, Sandro, and Shabira. Yeah, lucky number seven, people. That's where we at. I too am shocked that Kevin is still in this game. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's real crazy. And that's your boy. It's like, that's my boy. Doing, and I'm saying you, I don't understand why he's like, still here. You'd be doing if you didn't like him, but you you enjoy his uh, his his presence. So, but you know better. You know. Uh, this week's signature. I, I probably I was like, really? That's what y'all doing? I'm fine. A decorated, highly decorated, mind you, I guess, apple cake. I'm just like, really, guy? And Paul was so upfront, like, look, man, I need this joint to taste like apple. I don't care what else going on. It better I be apple. Like apple jacks. It better be a cake. No puddings, no whatevers. I need an apple cake and I need that. And I'm like, all right, Paul, I guess, bro. If I, I'm just not into apples like that. I wonder if Xander would like an apple cake. He really go up for apple pie. Questions for the ages. Uh, like I said, the apple is expected to be the dominant flavor in the bake. And, uh, well, we'll see how that goes out. Yeah, we start with Yanush. Yanush was making Yanush's mum's apple uh, cake. It's a sponge filled with Cox apples, which account for 50% of the UK's dessert apples. Thought I'd give that little tidbit of information. Meaning it is just, it's the red apple of of England. (laughs) Do we have Cox apples here? Uh, if you looked at it, yeah, we probably do. We probably just call it something else. 
But like I said, it is England's apple, so that's they ride. I'm saying that's like probably what fell on Newton's head type apple, like them apples. You know what I'm saying? Take them apples. Uh, that's what the sponge is filled with, but and uh, with a pink apple buttercream, uh, spiced with ginger, cinnamon, cloves, nutmeg, and allspice. And as he rattled all that off, I knew the apple didn't have a chance of being present in this cake, just wasn't gonna win out. It's that's too much flavor, too much really dominant flavor. And so, there you go. <laughs> uh, Shabira was making her a uh, witch apple cake which, with uh, apple crumble and uh, chili and sour plum cream cheese icing. Between layers of green apple sponge. Green uh, apple. Ah, yeah, I appreciate it, Granny Smith. We all do it. Uh, Maxie went, went with a classic apple and walnut cake, spiced apple and walnut sponge filled with cream cheese, frosting, apple puree, and salted caramel topped with apple shreds and whole walnuts. Uh, Dawn made a Ukrainian charlotte uh, sponge, which is a fat free sponge. Uh, which is actually, and if you look it up, it ends up being uh, this cake is just known as a Charlotte. It's a, it's a, it, it, that Charlotte is just the Ukrainian probably variation of the of the name. Uh, she sliced, had sliced green apple throughout it, topped it with toffee apples that were soaked in blood orange juice for their, you know, mysterious and spooky color. Kevin made his cake was named Apple Bobbing. It was a streusel, streusel topped sponge filled with cream cheese frosting. And Brayburn apples and topped with apples, po- apples poached in spiced cider with uh, caramel shards. Uh, the crunchy, tr- the crunchy streusel is a jazz trio joke. I was okay with that. It was a good little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sandro went with creepy apple crumble cake. He used spiced, spiced Bramley apple sponge covered in caramel glaze with apple and walnut crumble with a cinnamon whiskey pipettes. And he topped it with this uh, crystal sugar skull. Uh, Abdul made a bonfire apple cake with almond sponge, cream cheese frosting, almond streusel topped with a chocolate cover, apple logs, and caramel shards to look like fire, wrapped in a piped chocolate collar. So that's what everybody made this week. Now let's see what they succeeded at this week. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about signature spoke to y'all this this go round? I don't know that I would eat any of that. <laughs> There's just something about the idea of an apple cake, especially like a sponge cake, that yeah. feels not great for me. I, I, um, other than like the, the walnut element, I really dug the way. I mean, even when you know when they cut into it, um, I really d- like the way maxi cake looked. It yeah. looked the most delicious. Um, Don, like. I don't. I don't understand why she would use a fat-free cake um, with that because those are usually like very light and airy. And then you're yeah. putting a candied um, apple piece on there. That's why that bad boy sunk in in the middle because you know it was way too light. Um, it was the wrong week to go. I'm not gonna say experimenting, but kind of sorta. You know, it's like experiment on Thanksgiving. She probably kind of knew that this was probably going to be her last week, so she might as well go out with a bang. I I can see that. 
Uh, I, and I, I thought Maxi did the thing with the little apple slices on top that Kevin tried to do the other week when he just like <laughs> laid that shit crisscross <laughs> and Prue I don't know if it was intentional Prue was like it's lovely like this is perfect yeah it was a lot of that this week, and I hope I hope we all we we all picked up on that. I was like, mm, y'all y'all is y'all is really telling on each other right now. Uh, as for judging this week, uh, Sandro in, in Prue's eyes, the skull just ruins the look of the cake. The the, the cake tin was really nice, and so it did have a really lovely spiral kind of geometric kind of shape to it. But I, it's Halloween. It's a Halloween like, cake. That yeah. yeah. <laughs> so sorry if that's cake. not your aesthetic, Prue, but yeah. like it's Halloween. Yeah. As for the cake itself, lovely and moist, just not aptly enough. Is, they said the apple wasn't the star of the show. When has he made something without liquor in it? The barbecue. I think every. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he probably used bourbon barbecue. <laughs> it's smorgasbord. didn't have no no liquor in it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Abdul. His caramel shards that were supposed to represent fire were uh, too thick, but a good strusel, good texture, and a beautifully moist sponge. That's that's a, like a real nice descriptor. You know what I'm saying? You get that said mm-hmm. about you, it's like, okay, I'm riding out with that. Yanush, not getting any apple. A lovely sponge. Yeah. Buttercream, buttercream texture is lovely. Were it a spice cake challenge, you would have yeah. won. Prue is gangster. Don't let Prue say some shit like that to you. <laughs> I mean, he really got no choice. The way she was cracking that, um, cracking with that bat later on in the show, you better not talk to Prue outside. Was yeah, don't go, don't, don't catch Prue leave uh, saying on some nonsense. Uh, Dawn, her cake suck in. Not a lot of apple. The toffee apples were so powerful that the rest of the cake was dull by comparison. Wow! How you make beautiful ass orange so toffee apples that was better than the cake? When cake is the name of this game, uh, it, it just, you know what? She didn't burn. I ain't gonna lie to you for it. So, I mean, you know, normally I can tell you, hey, this person's going home, that person's going home. This week, for a good long while, I was like, I don't know. I don't even know who it is gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not like she shit, shot the bed, it was just not great. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, as I told you last week, don't frost warm sponge. And what did Kevin mm-hmm. do this week? Mm. exactly that mm. looks an absolute mess but the apples are beautiful in, along with the almond and cream taste amazing Prue was like just delicious but they wanted a cake and not a pudding and guess what you get when you just let cream soak into a goddamn warm cake it's just like a bread pudding at that point a, a mighty tasty one but a bread pudding nonetheless Maxie I love when Paul said this if I walked in the room and saw that cake I would know it was yours which means her mm-hmm. style has just mm-hmm. has just been so well documented at this point that they know what's up. Uh, a, a, and what's the name made, of this challenge? <laughs> for real, apple cake. So my man did come through. No, the signature uh, challenge, right? Oh yeah, true indeed. So she has a signature, she it. has a signature style. Nailed there it. you go. <laughs> uh, neat as a pin. Only this time Paul said it and not Prue. Mm-hmm. A really good cake. Apple comes through beautifully. And what does she end up with? After worrying that it was just too, maybe too basic a cake, she gets a Hollywood handshake. A deserved so. Shabir. Prue loves it. Really powerful flavors. The cake is beautiful. 
also a Hollywood handshake based off the sneaky way the chili flavor came through because uh, it was a chili and sour plum vibe going on there. And um, that's twice now you done gave my girl a handshake and then you go shake somebody else's hand. I feel like it, it takes some juice off of it. I don't like that. Even though Shapira did kind of show out. Shapira, just as you know, as you, if you don't know, on absolute fire this week, was not to be stopped, hit all her shots, and there you go. That's just what it ends up being. She was really crushing mm-hmm. it this week. Uh, our technical challenge was set by Paul, and Paul wanted eight s'mores. <laughs> and this is when <laughs> I need to uh, I need to go ahead and talk my shit. It's time for this week's edition of... Hey, look, it's still starting to roll. <laughs> Bakers make the world go round. Oh, my goodness. This is from the good people over at the Independent. My man Trent Cram writes for, or used to, before he had to leave. <laughs> Trent Cram from the Independent. <laughs> he quit because he got, you know, some morals. It's it's some ethics, some ethics. But this is from the Independent. Horrified U.S. viewers accused Great British Baking Show of ruining classic treat. Claims they they hate. They hate American food. What? It seems that fans of the Great British Baking Show, we don't call it that here, the Great British Bake Off are angry once again at the baking show for ruining yet another classic s'mores. This week on the series, the seven remaining contestants competed in three spooky themed challenges for Halloween week. For the technical challenge, Judge Paul Hollywood asked the bakers with creating s'mores, task the bakers with, a popular campsite treat in the U.S. and Canada from scratch. However, things didn't go as planned. For the challenge, bakers had to make eight s'mores, each filled with gooey marshmallow and dark chocolate ganache. Instead of graham crackers, the bakers were told to make a digestive biscuits. While the semi-sweet biscuits from Scotland were used as replacements for graham crackers, the cookies aren't quite the same. I'm going to stop reading right there and tell you, bullshit, yes, they are. I've had digestives. They might as well be graham crackers. Seriously. Just chocolate dip graham crackers. Kind of great. Digestives are the shit. McVitie's. I don't know if everybody's digestives, but <laughs> McVitie's brand digestives in particular are mighty tasty. As the challenge begins... Uh, oh, next go time on. I go to um, World Market, I got to try those out then. Yeah. As the challenge began, it soon became clear the British bakers struggled with making the distinctly American treat, which is typically toasted over a campfire rather than in the kitchen or a tent. Some bakers forgot to add gelatin to their syrup, which could make their marshmallows too soft. Others went a little too blowtorch heavy to make their s'mores appear golden brown. In the end, Abdul's s'mores came in last place, while Maxi's came in sixth, as neither of them could get the marshmallow consistency just right. Meanwhile, Shabira came in first place for her identical s'mores and consistent chocolate ganache. While making s'mores from scratch proved to be a challenge for some, viewers that criticized the Great British Baking Bake Off for ruining an American, a, a beloved American treat, leave it to the great, oh, this is a nice tweet, uh, leave it to Great British Bake Off to ruin s'mores too. One person tweeted, one person, one person. <laughs> I have a, a huge gripe with this, and it's not like exactly the same, but it kind of falls in line to what I think is happening when people are like live tweeting shows. Like, I miss the days before everybody was like an aspiring writer and people just watched shit and enjoyed it. And now every fucking person is a critic. Everyone has some shit to say. Like, this is the most wholesome show on television. Yes, yeah. we were all like upset and pointing out like blatant 
clumsy racism in an entire episode, but like (laughs) watch the show or don't. The fact that they chose s'mores, the first my first thought was like, oh, but you just like take shit out of a package and put it in. But then I was like, oh, they're gonna bake all they're gonna make all the elements. Like you can't ruin a fucking s'more. It's melted chocolate and marshmallow. <laughs> Period. Well, if anything, they elevated it. Exactly. As you do on a show like this. Yes. Well, the rest of that article will be in your notes, but basically it is, is a bunch of people were tweeting about the, tweeting as the show was happening and was mad about it. And I was kind of mad about it, but I'm, I was mad about it in a way that uh, we'll get to here as we go through my, my situation. What I was mad about is <laughs> they was disrespecting some good looking ass s'mores. I like uh, Sandro s'mores. Everybody so a little messy. A little yes. messy, a little goopy, a little burnt. Uh, it's no, you can't mix, mess up a s'more. And so when you when you go picking the pretty one, I'm like, I guess, buddy, but that's really not what s'mores game is about. It's about a you know chilling around the fire and 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 you know getting marshmallow. Oh shit, I got marshmallow on my sleeve. Some people like their marshmallows <laughs> black and burnt. Yeah. Some people right. like them. You're know saying I try to, I do try to get that golden brown, but if they get a little dark, I'm okay with it because. It has a very nice flavor, and I don't feel like they appreciate that over there in this situation. I don't feel like Paul, I guess, gave them enough uh, of an understanding of what was going on there. But that's just, that's about the worst I can say about it. Other than that, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying right now, I have made s'mores at all kinds of things. Guess what? S'mores are Reese Cups, the banger. Choose whatever mm-hmm. biscuit you want to make a s'more with. All you say, need is- Wait, a- say what now? Say what now? <laughs> <laughs> A s'more with a Reese cup? Yeah, do that. <gasps> oh, you just oh, changed, changed your life. life. You Tell just right changed now? my life. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, especially this time of year because it's all, you know, the Halloween little joint. So it's like the perfect sizes. Bruh. So almond joy go up. I thought I would tell you to use a mound because you're trying to bite through the nut and the, um, yeah. and the graham cracker kind of works in a weird way. But it do go up if you if you appreciate coconut like that. Um, I'll play with coconut like that. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, what other ones have I done? I think we tried a York peppermint patty once, but that was not doing it. What about? But it was nice. Taste the sensation. I was just thinking that. Old butterfingers, yes, but these newer school butterfingers now they done changed company hands. Not so much. I would definitely go with a Fifth Avenue. I love me a Fifth Avenue boy. What's the one joint? Yeah, is that is that like the other version of butterfinger? That's like Hershey's butterfinger. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's see, that's that's that that peanut butter texture kind of would work real nice. I, I think the main thing between like a Fifth Avenue and the Butterfinger is the Fifth Avenue actually got some peanut butter in there, like yeah. just not the cornflakes. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Give it up to Confectioners Cornflakes, which is when I found that out once while reading a pack a buttermilk Butterfinger package, I was like, Confectioners Cornflakes is a thing that exists. Totally took me out. One of the things, one of those those little facts in my brain, I'm like, that's wild. Uh, on the judging, a first dawn lost definition in the biscuit, but the biscuit was good. The marshmallow melts too readily, more meringue than marshmallow. Uh, Yanush, nice color on the biscuit, nice look, torch nicely, nice chew on the biscuit. Uh, Maxi, a bit all over the place, biscuit color a bit light, not identical, biscuit a bit rubbery, and the marshmallow too soft. Sandro, the chocolate's gone everywhere, they looked so good, y'all. I don't care what the fuck these judges say. I was Listen. like, that's what I want in my s'more. 
Uh, biscuit is good, light, um, light marshmallow. And my, in my, my my little notes here, I wrote in America, an absolutely perfect s'more. Just mm-hmm. want y'all to know that if you are a listener somewhere else in the world, and I know y'all out there, trust me, I see the, the I see the, the 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 stats. Sandro made the right thing. <laughs> not knocking everybody else, I'm not. But what what you want is what Sandro created. Uh, Shabira, perfect color, identical definition, good. Chocolate is right consistency. Neat as a pen. Again, every time you hear it, you get that said to you, you just know what's up. Kevin, a little messy. Colors all right. Biscuits well baked. As for Abdul, biscuits look good, but the marshmallows were terrible. Not that they were actually terrible. What it is is Abdul, when trying to torch the marshmallow to, you know, you know, what you do is, you know, mur- you burn marshmallows for your uh, for a s'more. I think he didn't notice that the fire was still burning. Yeah, he, they they using these blow, <laughs> they using blow torches. And if you've never used a kitchen torch, you don't know. And so his marshmallows are just off fire and melting because you know, say so you got to hit them and kind of back up and kind of wave them off. And it's technique to making a s'more, which you these people hold, don't have because they don't do it. You can't hold the gun sideways on this one, Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> so really, he just he just uh, as Paul described it, superheated the marshmallow and they just melted. And so there was nothing he could do about that. What I bet you, though, would be a mighty tasty uh, s'more, nonetheless. As for ranking, Abdul, of course, came in last. A big problem with the marshmallows, how Paul described it. Maxie's just too soft. Uh, and fifth was Dawn. Fourth was Sandro. Third was Kevin Yanush. Really nice, lovely texture, but just missing some definition. And that was the difference between him and Shabira, who came in first, who was really nice. Again, Shabira is on fire. Just over and over again this whole episode. Y'all got to know, I was real like, she will not be stopped this week. Uh, yeah. showstopper, Nick Jew. Were you showstopper this week? Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah because I thought they were all a little small, but I'm like, you're gonna suspend some shit in the air. I'm with it. Let's go. I. It was Yobu Sandro who I was mm-hmm. just like, bruh, you can't. He do did this that shit. He did that okay, shit. He did so. Uh, Yanush went with Halloween horror movie popcorn lantern. Oh yeah, the uh, showstopper is hanging lantern filled with sweet treats. If you're wondering what's going on there, so basically you had to make a uh, three dimensional uh, container. Most people went with a box situation. Some people went with spheres or attempted, and uh, you want to fill that mm. with uh, at least two different kinds of treats. Other people went a little hard, and made more than that. Uh, Yanush went with Halloween horror movie popcorn lantern. Uh, his popcorn bucket was made from an almond sable. Topped with white chocolate popcorn. He made pumpkin biscuits, which were flavored with cinnamon, clove, and nutmeg for a treat. And for a trick, cricket-filled biscuits. And uh, everybody was, everybody, well, the judges were super excited for uh, the crickets. They were like, yo, this this could go hard. Yep. Uh, Shabira <laughs> uh, made cricket coriander. Sit- and cricket powder. <laughs> yeah, for fuck? sure. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh, Shabir made coriander, cinnamon, clove, and star anise flavored gingerbread. She, what she made from that was a spider. Uh, peanut biscuit Frankenstein fingers was one of the cookies that would go inside of that. Uh, mummy orange shortbreads with white truffle maple syrup cream cheese filling. I'm going to say that again to you. I want you to think about that as I read the rest of this off to you. White truffle maple syrup cream cheese filling. Okay? It sounds think disgusting. 
<laughs> Kevin made orange zest and five spice flavored sugar cookies. Us uh, five spice. Oh, excuse, orange zest and five spice flavored sugar cookie spider. It was to be covered in a chocolate ganache with shoe pastry legs and marshmallow eyes. I feel like no, somebody else made little shoe pastries, didn't they? At some point, somebody made little shoe buns at some point during the season. I was about to, I was about to say, I think like this is the first time we got some some shoe pastry going this this season, but no, I, I think it was old girl. I think it was with I thought it was, was old it? girl with the eyebrows. What I mean? <laughs> ribs? Yeah. Ribs, ribs, ribs. Okay. Uh, but, but, uh, marshmallow eyes. He also made toffee apple macarons. Well, here. As you recall, Kevin's ass can't make macarons. <laughs> Guess what Kevin still can't do? Anyway. But that ideal was a crazy sound. When I saw it, I was like, Oh, so like candy apples joints, you know what I'm saying? Because he actually put them in like basically what you would dip a candy apple in if you were making the red candy apple, not a caramel apple, y'all. And I was like, yo, that that ideal cooks, man. I kind of get what you were doing there. He also made hard-boiled peanut sweets. Hmm. <sighs> Kevin. <laughs> Don went for a cat in a fancy hat, is what she named her, lantern, using carbon black cocoa powder and cardamom uh, biscuit. Was what she's going to make the uh, the cat out of making. She's going to use two sides of a two halves of a sphere and, and then you know stick them together and so forth. And uh, she t- also the cat was topped with these twelve biscuits to make it because that was its fancy hat. And then it had these inside of the you know she had to put something inside of the she had these raspberry jelly eyes. Nice raspberry jelly with then like chocolate at the bottom of them and uh, these monster macarons. Uh, Sandra went with a dead disco ball, uh, with filled uh, filled with chocolate and orange palmiers, espresso and cayenne pepper flavored chocolate c- uh, cookies. I wrote as a trick. I just figured that was this you know trick or treat vibe. And he also made hazelnut and orange Florentines, but he made them shits way too thick. But we'll get to that. Maxie uh, went with a spooky lantern um, as hers. Right? She said she said she wasn't trying to go too hard. She's not into uh, Halloween and all like that. Did they uh, say oh, you know what, what her costume was? She had a mummy vibe going. If you saw her, um, I don't know. I like when they figure it out. Yeah, they did a couple I, couple of wads on her, and like she had like the little, you know, the, the the like extra stuff wrapped around her. So I got I got the vibe. And now that you say it, I can see it. I I didn't understand it either. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I skipped over this part in, in Kevin's. Well, no, well, I'll come back around to Kevin here shortly because I thought it's a, it's a lot of fun to be had with Kevin this week. Uh, <laughs> So Maxie's uh, orange lantern, she made monster orange and cinnamon flavored uh, lantern. Filled, she filled where, and her intent was to fill it with these brownie truffles, pumpkin spice macarons, a uh, little meringue ghost, and on the side outside of the lantern were these twelve bets. And Abdul made a witch's lantern. He was his intent was to fill his with cardamom and rose water date balls, uh, which were you know to look like witch's eyes, and then brandy snaps that he covered in a matcha white chocolate and. Uh, Rosewater and matcha are like bake off kryptonite, bake off judge kryptonite, because people can never seem to get that, get those things right. So this is this was risky on on all kinds of levels here. Uh Kevin named his what did he name it? It was a it was arachnophomo. <laughs> and he goes to explain that because he's a Christian, they he didn't really get he didn't really get to get down with like crazy uh, crazy uh things on uh on uh, on Halloween and like he said once he was dressed as a clock 
the mouth's going up. It's like hickety dickety duck. And I just had to chuckle <laughs> at my man for that. But then he said his other, he said, then he said his homie's mom was even worse. And so I just, I had to, I'm, I'm like, I always, uh, aunt always tells a story of how much his grandma was like down with church, but then she went up for Halloween. And so I always chuckle at that, 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 that people's uh, life experience with, uh, with Halloween. And uh, my man, my 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 Christian man, with his uh, what, what what's his people he kick with his church? His Persian, his Persian, Persian. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, man, Kevin has been a special contestant. I will probably remember Kevin years down the line from his. It's my man. dog. It's so, my dog. <laughs> gotta respect it. Gotta respect it. As we go into judging, up first was Sandro. Paul said, this looks like something you would buy in a supermarket. He meant that complimentary. I took it. But I'm like, what shops is Paul Hollywood in? Because right. <laughs> let me tell you something. You ain't getting nothing like that from no, no supermarket around the way. It was fantastic. Made this beautiful, perfect chocolate sphere. Like, literally a perfect sphere. It was incredible. And stuck on it, these beautiful chocolate skulls. Then he painted it all silver. You know what I'm saying? The shiny. It was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, the Florentines taste amazing, just far too thick. He, he <laughs> them shits was not Florentines, bro. I don't know what that was, but it was not no Florentine. <laughs> I had to lie. I was like, bro, uh, the chocolate cookies were far too potent. When I saw him seasoning that up, and I see him not only taking a full spoonful of uh, cayenne and then spilt all off on the sides, I'm like, what you just spilt is what you should use if you want that flavor. Cayenne goes up. Mm. Something I discovered recently at uh, Vanessa's uh, niece's graduation party. She asked that I make mac and cheese for it, and I threw a little cayenne in there. I threw too much cayenne. That, that mac and cheese was was mighty tasty, actually, but it was very spicy. Let, let me ask you a question. So when you put in the cayenne, did you put it in your roux? I, I did, no, I didn't put it in the roux, but I did put it in the sauce when I got to the, 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 the bechamel make, making program of the situation. Yeah, you bloomed it. That's what happened. Man. That shit was, it was, I don't know, man. It was still good, though. It had a good burn to it. So I don't know. I might have did something that I didn't mean to, but came out on the top of it. <laughs> but just be careful with cayenne, y'all. That, that, it, is, it is more strong. It is more powerful than you think it is. Uh, Yanush is up next. They love the box, the eyes, the biscuit uh, that he made the box out of. It has a lovely flavor and is quite short. The cricket cookie. Y'all, you hear cricket, you think that's probably gonna be salty or something, right? Sickeningly sweet is not the descriptor you want somebody to say about your damn cricket cookie, and that is what what Paul said about them shits. Should have had far more cricket, as it would have better balanced <laughs> with the flavor. Who wants more cricket? <laughs> but they, they that, needed the savoriness of uh, of the cricket. It's like it, um, it, yeah, it's like sunflower seeds. You, you, yeah, yeah, Yanush uh, just went too light. <laughs> the pumpkin spice biscuits were overspiced. Flavor's gone wayward. It's the third week in a row he's done that drip thing, and I'm I was sick of it last week. I don't mm-hmm. like that drip shit. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm just putting that's that's me. That's not them, but still, uh, Maxi, and this is them. This like I said, this right here is again what I where I'm noticing this little this little, and it's probably just editing. I, I doubt they say these things or do these things to clap back. But it felt like somebody was saying something because Mexi looks a mess. But the biscuit is good. Not too sweet. Very orangey. Bake has a nice crunch. Almost shortbread like. 
macaroons delicious with just the right amount of spices. When you go from somebody telling somebody your spice was trash and then the next person you say your spice was right on, mm-hmm. it just feel like <laughs> it felt like some kind of way is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. The brownie monsters are chocolatey, dense, rich, couldn't have too many of them. Tasty, but massive. It was way too big. And that's just because she was rushing. I saw her making them and she was like, I'm like, that is not a trouble. You made a delicious cake ball of some sort, but it's mm-hmm. simply not a trouble. You got to shrink those way down. Tasty, but massive. The Tayrail 713 story. Just want to put that out there because that's, <laughs> that's how they described, that's how they described her, 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 her little brownie jones. So Abdul, uh, his lantern, again, needed a pen. Softer than you would think. Uh, it would, it, and it would end up being, they, in their opinion, slightly underweight, just slightly, nothing to, <laughs> nothing to complain about. Lovely what, flavor. Go on. No, that I felt like his, um, his was my favorite. Like just the look of it, yeah, uh, was my favorite one. Uh, lovely flavor with the matcha. They so that he got the matcha right. Nice and thin and almond delicious because he made these uh, brandy snaps. The day ball, the texture was good. But the rose water simply overwhelmed it, and uh, that's something interesting. Like I said, what if nothing else? Yanush used a bit of almond extract in his cookie, and did not get a complaint about the extract being used because he used it sparingly. Abdul, on the other hand, simply went overboard. Like when, when he said it was fragrant, and he could smell it. I knew it was too much. You just because you know, it's just how flavor and scent work, yeah. you know. Rose, you just I, I, I think um, I've only heard maybe. Once or twice. <laughs> One <it> word. Like, <laughs> well, they got the rose right. Oh, yeah. Man. They uh, they hardly ever get the rose. It's always like too much, too little, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for Kevin, quite scary. Very messy. The ganache is delicious. The biscuit, lovely and crisp. So like, like, like you said, it was a mess, but it was doing the thing. The macaron was very sweet, but a good flavor. Very sweet because, of course, he, he coated it in like candy apple. You know what I'm saying, Cody? So, of course, it's going to be very sweet. So, he probably should have dialed back the sweetness of the macaron in general if he's going to be doing that. Probably would have balanced out a little more. Good flavor, a bit crispy, but lacks chew. But I think, so, of course, like I said, my man can't make macarons because he just simply can't. This is three, it's the third time he's tried it. Third time in this series, and every time they're like, no. But I think what it is is because he, he the, the chew kind of went away because he has to, he coats them in that, in the, in the toffee. Which is boiled sugar, y'all. It's just caramel, and uh, of course that you know that hardens up. So it, of course it's going to take away from that chew that you normally would get from a macaron. And I think that uh, because I feel like that was intentional, I don't know if he should have been judged so much on that. But whatever, that's me. Uh, the peanut candy is just sweet, just lacks flavor. Does not have any kind of peanut flavor to it. And so Paul was like, "Come on, breath." <laughs> this is what my man said. He said the nut, the nuts hanging out part about these these peanut candies, mm-hmm. and the entire tent just cracked up laughing. Giggled, and pa- and Paul just sitting there trying to talk, and he like, oh, nuts hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did that. <laughs> like, cause cause once Kevin started going, it was over. Cause everybody like the the the, uh, the host started laughing, the rest of the tent started laughing. It was too good a joke, man. You nuts hanging out, bro. So that's what it is. Dawn. They get they. This is why this. I'll tell you right now. This this is literally why I absolutely love this show. She was worried it wasn't going to hang up, and when that bad boy hung cleanly, they all applauded her, mm-hmm. and I just love that. I love mm-hmm. they the support they give for one another, each other in that damn tent. 
what I can tell you about this thing is it was very small and by my eyes and uh, quite literally remind me of, of Mason's uh, mask. It was one of the situations where I was like, <laughs> when everyone when everyone else in this tent is making these works of art and you make this tiny little cat head. Right. <laughs> you gotta go. Cat head. You gotta go. It just, it just, it just wasn't right. A bit messy. The idea was impressive, which I just disagree with wholeheartedly. Uh, very hard. Hey, like, nice. that, like that, that shit was so hard when they tried to bite into it. It's like, bruh, can't taste anything, but nice and thin, which is a good thing because it, it was, it was just a weird way how Prue described that. So, I, no. Uh, the macaron was good, but just basically decorated. And that's because she wanted more time to do some stuff. They said the jelly eyes were beautiful, but just textured. They didn't taste like raspberry, which was the intention. They were the raspberry-flavored jelly eyes with a chocolate base on them. And they, like said, that the chocolate was good and the jelly was good, but it didn't have no flavor. So then you're just like, ugh. You Those eyes it? were dope. They looked dope. <laughs> I said she just... It was it was it was so much that could work that just did not work, and Paul's complaint was it was all just a bit basic. And what I wrote here is this is where editing the third judge's aunt calls them comes in. You leave Don's basic ass bake and you cut the Shabir, Shabir's banger, right? And and like you know, well here you go. For Shabir, looks amazing, really stunning, astonishing to look at. That is. Three mighty descriptors for just this one single bake, y'all. Everything is neatly and delicately done. Biscuit is unbelievable. Chocolate is bitter enough to work with the ginger biscuit itself, which is exceptionally crunchy. Peanut biscuit is lovely, crumbly, just perfect. Truffle filling is not good. (laughs) Prue said she was off her head (laughs) for using using that truffle shit in her her filling. And yeah, I'd agree. You was off your head, and she knew it. And she's like, hey, they don't like the trouble feeling, but uh, I, I had to try it. I'm like, I'm with you. Once again, Shabir came through with a little Malaysia flavor with those peanut biscuits. That's a Malaysian uh, uh, treat, she said. And uh, once again, the nonsense that woman wrote last week is uh, counteracted by Shabir just doing what Shabir would do. And them appreciating it, despite her saying that they don't. That woman who wrote that article, not Shabir. Well, because so, it worked. Correct. And it almost does every time so far. Shabir is kind of on point. When it didn't work, it didn't. But when it does, boy, it's on point. I mean, obviously, obviously, so obviously, the way that I've never seen them sit down at the table and be like, "Look, bro, yeah, we know who Starbaker is. It is not even close." So, no, there is no competition for Starbaker this week. It is Shabir, and Shabir indeed did win Starbaker this week. She deserved it. So, from all you've heard me read to you this week, uh, listeners. You, you like you're leaning one way, you lean another. Like who could it be? Well, it ended up being Dawn, and it was, in my opinion, it was certainly her uh, her showstopper that 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 got her sent home mm-hmm. because uh, Kevin was well, yeah, was, Kevin came in third and technical, and everything he made this week they they said was like pretty damn tasty. So you know his flavors was on point. It's just some of his design work was lacking. So my prediction last week that Kevin will go home this week did not come true. Dawn is who, who leaves the tent this week. And Dawn actually started crying. And Dawn was like, my kids are going to clown me for this because I do not show emotion because these stiff upper lip Brits, especially of that age of, of that age bracket of that, that they are, that those are definitely war kids who, you know, whose parents definitely taught them, you know what I'm saying? Uh, keep calm, no emotion. You know, carry on, no yeah. emotion type shit. So I thought she's she so like sweet 40. though. What? What'd you say? 
<laughs> the way you said what? You said you thought she was only 40? I was joking. Because oh, okay. I'm 44. Uh, well, no, Dawn, I believe is 60. I like Dawn. I'm going to miss her. Um, yeah. Kevin should have took his ass home a long time ago, but he's still around. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like Dawn it was, was always, oh, I know this. I know she was, she was such a knowledgeable baker. Um, yeah. So again, it's like, I'm not even saying she didn't, cause she knew everything she was doing this week. None of it worked out for her. So it's not, it's, it, it's, it's different than people who have just, you just reached the end of your, your technical abilities. No, she knew what she was doing. She just had bad, bad goals at it, everything she did this week. And also that cat shit was whack. It just was. I was um I was watching my partner. She was like, she looked tired. <laughs> Which I, I I'm in, I'm enjoying that she's starting to watch with me. Like um instead of you know you know because usually she watching you know something else. But uh, yeah, like I've been throwing it on the TV and um, her input is um is usually pretty funny or spot on. Yeah. Like um she enjoys Kevin's humor and she she was like, yeah, Don looked tired. <laughs> So that part was just like, yeah, I'm ready to pack it in. I'm going I'm to I'm press this black uh, shit on this uh, bowl. And y'all go get what y'all go get with this cat. I think time was really beating Don's ass a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, somewhere in Anchor, somebody commented, I believe it was on episode four. So we're going to jump back to that. And let me go find that episode four. Was Mexican week? Yeah, because you know we're practicing and going back and forth, and it's being three days. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Uh, Natasha P commented on episode four, which was Mexican week, and said, "Carol could have skedaddled right along with James. <laughs> they was neck and neck." <laughs> so thank you, Natasha P, for 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 commenting on that. And uh, when it was all said and done, Carol did get sent home eventually. So it's all good. So James had to go that week, but yeah, Carol soon followed. So you was right. <laughs> she got sent on her merry way. But thanks for listening. Thanks for writing in. That is very dope of you. Next week is Custard Week. Custard Week. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, what are you going to be doing with Custard? For three separate challenges, custard. Yeah. They're gonna make flan. Oh god. See, that would have been so dope in Mexican week. Mm-hmm. Instead of fucking tacos. Oh my god, so disrespectful. Oh, let me check the what you call it. I didn't uh, But Nick, you know poem. you know your boo can um can make so many different things now. You know he can make savory and sweet foods. I've been knew that though. <laughs> uh, the poll this week was in the raw cookie dough debate you snacking or no um, yes please 83% no my fear of salmonella wins out 17% so most people are getting down some raw cookie dough because raw cookie dough is the shit also you can go yes, buy sir. a cookie dough they make just to be you know eating on so you know you good enjoy some cookie dough people also in most places in the world besides America you ain't got to worry about salmonella in your eggs that's a us thing it's how we treat our eggs. It's a weird. It's a very weird thing. The uh, actually, the salmonella when it comes to um, it comes from a flower. Does it come from the eggs? I'll say word. So if you if, so if you heat, so if you heat treat your uh your flower beforehand, you good to go as well. 
Yes, so, it's, it's, it's the flower here. Yeah. So don't fall for the nonsense. You good. You, you ain't got you ain't got to trip off your your your, your raw cookie dough. Uh, I don't know what the poll will be this week. Halloween, I don't know. Halloween will be over by the time. I, by the time, well, no, I guess technically the show does drop tomorrow. So, <laughs> uh, what you making your? What you make? No, that's a, that's a question. So the question I will tell you will be: What you making your? Uh, what's your little s'mores tricks? What you using on your s'mores? Trick or treats. Fair enough. That is it. There's your poll: trick or treat. Your choice. <laughs> Let me know why you chose that, please, and thank you. But again, thanks for joining us in the tenth this week. It was a pretty great episode. Uh, pretty much everything I love about the show was 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 well played on. I gotta tell y'all, man. Like I'm, I'm sure my man uh, Janusz gonna come back next week, like a you know, like a bat out of hell. But he was off his game somewhat. Each step of the well, he did well in technical, but his flavors in the first in, in signature, his flavors in Showstopper were both off. And I'm like, you got to get that dial back in, my guy, because if you if Kevin end up overstaying Janusz, mm. Lord. Well, you know who is I'm the sorry. sleeper is Abdul. Abdul will fuck around and and be in the four. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I was really, really impressed with the way his um you know, his creations were, but I guess the only thing that really fucked up was that rose water. Um, mm-hmm. that and the torch. <laughs> and, and I gotta be real with you. If you've never used the kitchen torch before. You might not know what you're doing. Also, if you've never made swords before, you definitely don't know what you're doing. You don't yeah. know the, the bad boys that that sugar gonna keep burning and kind of invisibly. You know, you can't see that it. it's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's still a, on it's fire. A, it's a, it's a, like a light blue flame. It's it, it's tricky. Yeah. So you know, we 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 hope for the best. We'll see. We'll see where this all all heads out, people. But that was it, and I like to thank you for it, uh, as always, for my for, for my host, that is Nick Jew. Uh, it's nice to be back in the tent and not have to fight racial injustice. <laughs> well, it might be coming. Right. I mean, we'll see what, uh, I don't know, some some racist custard. I don't know. I hope not. Racist custard. <laughs> <laughs> That's Tatum 216. All right. Good night. Bake well. I am the Interstellar 713. I would ask you to bake well. Uh, we will catch you next go round. Bye. Bye. Hey, what happened to you? You used to be beautiful.